Welcome to Let the Music Set You Free, a monthly music hang with your host Katie Dobbins and special guests. Let the Music Set You Free showcases songwriters who are pursuing their creative calling and sharing their journey and music in hopes of inspiring others to embrace their passions as well. While music is the universal language and has the power to touch people unlike anything else, the reality is that many people need a helping hand beyond the power of music in order to move forward in their lives. In this series, songwriters are using their creativity to bring awareness and funds to organizations who provide tangible resources to people who need them. To support the cause, check out the donation link in the video description. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Let the Music Set You Free. I am your host, Katie Dobbins, a New Hampshire singer-songwriter. Um, my name is Danielle, and I'm in Boston. I'm a singer-songwriter and a voice teacher, and I'm also a therapist. So um, I do lots of things with mental health and singing. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Sarah. I'm the prevention educator for New Beginnings. We talked with Shauna from New Beginnings last month and you all do so much over there that I felt like we could talk even more and go even more in depth. So I wanted to continue this for another month. So I'm super stoked to continue that conversation. I am going to start the night off with the song that you heard in the intro video this evening. This is Jeep Song. going to sing a song. This is called Burn. I'm a trauma-informed counselor, so I think one of the things that I think about a lot is that um, we've all been through some kind of adversity, um, even if it's not um, necessarily classic trauma. Um, and this is definitely something that I have been through um, that really, uh, I think, uh, shook me, and I had to kind of have a lot of reflection to get through so this is this is about that it takes a match to light a fire it takes more wood to make more flame it takes people to protect it from burning out again it makes comfort it makes warmth but it needs work to keep up how do you remove yourself from the matches that you struck I will light my own way Be my own warmth in the cold I will fly through 
the fray I will be bright and bold It's just like they all say And I finally learned That if you play with fire Then you just might get burned So Danielle, I don't know how familiar you are with all of my music, but I have a song called Bring on the Fire. Oh, I don't know that one. It's really funny because my lyric is, um, if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. But if you don't, you might never feel the heat at all. It's more of a like, it's like taking that same lyric, but I use it in more of a, oh, you have to take risks kind of way. Um, Whereas you're obviously saying like, I should have known I was going to get burned. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But I love that you can play with language that way. And like, that's so interesting that you have that too, because when I first even connected with you on social media, I was coming out with, um, my EP, which is called little stars. And your song was also the little, the, it was stars, right? Um, Starlight. Yeah. Starlight. Yeah. I couldn't believe that was happening at the same time too. Yeah. Since you were singing about, um, lighting your own way. I'm going to play a song I have called There's a Light. I really believe that everybody has light inside of them. Sometimes we all doubt ourselves or if we're not getting like the feedback that we want to get from other people or something like that, we can start to think, well, I don't know. I, I thought I had all this light, but maybe not. Like, And this song kind of touches on that because no matter... What, no matter whether people are cheering you on about whatever it is, you know, fill in the blank, whether they're cheering you on or not, it doesn't change what's inside of you. It doesn't change the power that you have and the beautiful things that you can bring to the world. We are all just made of so much light. the crux of who I am as an artist mm-hmm. is just is I, I believe I'm so passionate about the fact that we all have so much potential within ourselves that we don't even always realize and I'm so passionate about like making sure that I'm always seeking to find that within myself and to like realize that within myself and also hoping to encourage others and kind of like bring it out in others too because I think one of the saddest things is just when we when we don't recognize like how brightly 
we shine. It's such an important message. Like, um, it reminds me of that Sarah Bareilles lyric that's like, um, we've been handed mountaintops to sing from and we still don't. And it's just that like finding potential and, um, you know, using the time that we have here to like really um, shine. This is from my uh, EP that I released. It's called Little Stars, and I'll probably sing a lot off of those. This song is called Messy Sheets, and um, it's about a long-distance relationship that I was in. Tell me something I don't know. People make choices. People go. And I will change too, and I will go. People like you always say so but what about the messy sheets what about the space between us i will be your home from afar a little star to catch when you're falling down to the edge of oceans apart Make a new start and call when you come around. Anyone who oh, wants to contribute to tonight's oh, show, um, oh, we are doing this to raise awareness around um, domestic abuse and domestic violence. 50% of all of the donations that we raise tonight are going to go straight to new beginnings um, without violence and abuse. So, And then the other is going to support Danielle and I as... Uh, musicians and so we really appreciate anything that you um, give to us this evening I'll leave that link on the screen for a little bit while I introduce Sarah again so hi Sarah hi you know I really just want to come on and um, talk about prevention and also say thank you to both of you I mean um, what you're doing is great and I love being on the show and you both sound beautiful thanks <laughs> thank yep. you in case anyone isn't familiar, Sarah, can you give like an elevator pitch slash summary of what New Beginnings even is? And then tell us what your role is as a prevention educator. Yeah, so New Beginnings is a crisis center for survivors of domestic and sexual violence in Laconia. We serve all of Belknap County. Um, some of our services include a 24-hour crisis line, court advocacy, one-on-one -on -one peer support, emergency assistance, emergency shelter. We have a bunch. Um, all of our services are free and confidential. As a prevention educator, my job is to go into schools and talk about healthy relationships with kids. Um, you know, for younger kids, we talk about setting boundaries, coping, um, coping strategies, empathy, that kind of stuff. And with the older kids, we can talk more about sexual violence and teen dating violence. As a prevention educator, it's my hope that I can provide kids with the tools and resources necessary to prevent violence before it begins, you know, identifying red flags, identifying abusive behaviors. And I also hope too to let them know that New Beginnings is a resource in the community for them and that we can also provide support to teens and kids. I wanted to bring up something real quick because we are also tonight going to share some testimonials from folks who have received services from from y'all and all the amazing work that you do. There was one that kind of speaks to how important your role is, Sarah. These are anonymous. This was when they said, the advocates that you have visit schools and speak to students truly changed my life. I picked my daughter up from school one day and she shared that New Beginnings presented to her class about domestic violence. It was the first time that I realized what exactly was happening in my marriage and I knew I needed help for me and my kids. 
that's just amazing. Yeah, I just got chills reading that. I mean, like the fact that what you're doing is actually really really opening people's eyes to what's going on in their own homes. Can you talk about that? I think, you know, maybe kids grow up sometimes not seeing what a healthy relationship is. So they don't think about it. And, you know, domestic violence can be very generational. So when I go into schools and I talk about abuse and, you know, sometimes abuse isn't physical. Um, it can be the verbal and mental abuse that we don't talk about as much in society. So um, I address that with kids and let them know that's a thing. and. You know, they can go home and share the information with their parents and let them know, like, hey, someone came to school today. Um, you know, this is what I learned that domestic violence is or sexual violence. So I think it's just opening their eyes and letting them know what a healthy relationship looks like if they've never been exposed to one. Sometimes you kind of can know something within yourself, but when somebody else mentions it, you're like, oh, or... Or so I can see how someone's kid saying something to them about it would be like, oh my gosh, my kid is recognizing this. And that could possibly be a turning point for someone too. I have this song called The Muse. This song was kind of born out of that like tension that I think lives within a lot of us about what we're, what we're doing day to day and what our hearts long for and desire and kind of that, especially when you, when you feel convicted and you know that like, there is something that you are ignoring that you need to listen to. You know your inner voice pretty well. Like you get gut feelings, you know, you kind of know when you're not following your muse. You're searching and running away from the truth, trying to hold on to someone else's news, dying to just step out of your shoes, all because you're frightened by the muse in you. went into the, the bridge with the whispers where you were like it sounded more minor than it was before but it like it was one of those lyric and melodic things where it perfectly matches the feeling you're trying to convey um and that kind of like sinister like whispery quality of the inner critic and um yeah sinister just, whispery quality of the inner critic i love that that's so true um yeah and, and like i just think uh that is something i have anxiety so i like i really struggle with that kind of and that's been a recent thing i've been thinking about also is that difference between the inner critic and then intuition or the muse i think kind of speaks to that um of like there's some there's some issues that you deal with where or at least I'll speak for myself I deal with where I feel like it's so hard to know which voice is saying the is saying the thing that you like believe like in your heart and like that you want to follow um yeah I don't that evoked a lot for me because it just like it nailed it it like named it so perfectly 
Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so glad. It was to myself because I have those thoughts too. And I love that you called it sinister. <laughs> Um, the sinister, whispery quality of the inner critic, because the reason it's so hard to decipher is because there's some truth, right? Like there's mm. always a little bit of truth to those um, like doubts, like, no, I'm not the best ever. Like I'm not, I'm, you're right, I'm not the best musician ever. Like there is truth there, yeah. right? But the, but it's not true that I can't be a great musician Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's just one little example, but um, I think that's why it's so hard to to to, to decipher it sometimes. And I think for me, I I like to think of, that my muse loves me <laughs> mm. because she is me. Right. And so if my muse is saying something in my mind that is making me feel like garbage, it's probably not the the accurate thing that I should be believing you know what I mean yeah exactly it's like giving it's acknowledging that the inner critic has some points to make yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> which can fuel you like it's not always bad right exactly um like I probably like do my laundry because of that voice right <laughs> but um yeah and then also yeah knowing there was I I do this like YouTube series called Yoga with Adrian and um, me too. Oh my I love god, Adrian! <laughs> yeah. Um, so she she was talking in one of the videos where like she we were doing like foot massages and she's like, if you're worried that you're not doing this right, you're doing it right. And it was like, oh right, like I am literally worried about whether I'm doing this right, and I know how to massage my foot, like right. <laughs> things like that. Yeah, it just like puts it, that kind of thing into perspective because like even in those moments, like the inner critic is there and um, you know acknowledging it, but then just doing the thing because like it's never going to be perfect. It's just going to yeah. be what it is. Yeah. So there's two things that go through my mind when I play that song. One is the inner critic that we're talking about, the sinister. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and the other is that we actually, I think a lot of us are actually afraid of success. And mm -hmm. we don't talk about that as much because it sounds very arrogant. Um, but mm -hmm. we're actually afraid of like, we are afraid that there is so much power and light within us. And it's overwhelming and we don't know what to do with it when coming back to music and stuff that was kind of a big part of it too is I actually was just as afraid of success as I was afraid of failure there's a little piece of me that's like uh the game's made up and the points don't matter so right, yeah <laughs> you might as well just go at it with like all the passion and drive that you have in your own unique way um the pieces are gonna fall where they fall and like as long as you're doing something that feels true and cool to you I think that's the point <laughs> yeah absolutely and this goes so far beyond just we're talking about music because we're musicians but this goes so far beyond just music it pertains to everything in life and I think the reason I wanted to play the muse specifically tonight was to bring it back to to new beginnings who we are um raising funds yeah. for this evening and awareness for I think sometimes we know things are off in our gut but we're scared to listen to it. Like our muse is telling us, hey, this relationship isn't right, but we drag it on too long. We're not trapped. Like none mm. of us are trapped. Like we all, everybody thinks that we're trapped. I'm trapped in this job. I'm trapped in this relationship. I'm trapped in this house. I'm trapped in, if your gut's telling you something is off or 
that something needs to change in your life, you should just listen. It didn't go away for me and I took way too long to listen to it. So it's probably yeah. not going to go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, I, a friend of mine said recently, who was so succinctly said, and I'm going to butcher it, but it was something about like, it's, it's not the person or the situation. It's the story I'm telling myself about that person or that situation. Mm. And I'm stuck is such a powerful one of those. Um, because I think we, we do tend to get ourselves into this routine and we're creatures of habit. So of course, but also at the same time, yeah, you're completely right. We, I think we are so much more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. And when we're able to break out of those almost like mental boxes that we put ourselves in and like also that society puts us in, um, yeah, we have a lot, we have a lot to offer. Sarah, can you talk about how this affects kids? Yeah. So, um, whether kids experience domestic violence themselves or if they're exposed to it, it can have a huge impact on their mental health. You know, they might develop depressive symptoms, anxiety, or even PTSD. You know, kids also might act out. Other kids might um, become reserved and not talk about the abuse. So there's a lot of trauma response around that. The biggest thing with trauma responses is uh, behavioral changes. You know, if a kid usually pretty quiet and will behave, starts to act out, you can kind of look and ask them like, hey, is everything okay? Um, and kind of reflect on maybe why that behavior is changing in them. Um, they might also have excessive knowledge or talk about sexual activities or they might um, exhibit excessive sexual behavior at their age. Um, they also might have self-harming behaviors. So that can be important to look out for too. Um, they might be hesitant to take off their clothes, go swimming, take a bath. There's a lot of um, different behaviors that kids might exhibit, but it's looking for the changes um, in what their consistent behavior normally is. Being like a therapist, I get people kind of coming off of like the awful experiences that they go through. And I think what you do is just so the backbone of, um, I feel like what you do in New Beginnings should happen in every school, um, like teaching kids from a really young age about both empathy, but also um, what are not okay behaviors from, um, I mean, their peers, but like other adult from adults, like I think having that knowledge from the get-go would give us such a stronger ability to prevent the traumas that can happen to kids so young. I know a big thing parents do is that they don't tell their kids the proper names for their body parts. Um, and that can kind of lead to kids not having the right language or the understanding of what's going on with them. So giving your kids at least the knowledge of like, this is what you know your body parts are. Um, people shouldn't be touching this or it should be private unless you know it's for health reasons like going to the doctor. So just having those basic conversations of educating your kids about what their body is and letting them know that their body is their body. Um, you know, a lot of times kids are told like, oh, go hug your grandparents, go hug this person. Um, so it makes them feel like that's their responsibility to um, kind of listen to adults and be um, compliant in their behavior, but letting them know that they have a right to their body and no one deserves to touch their body without their consent is really important. Um, and kind of framing just how they can always come to their parents too. A lot of perpetrators may guilt um, survivors into saying, oh, your parents are gonna be angry at you or you're gonna be in so much trouble if you tell anyone what's going on. 
So if you keep that communication open with your kids and say, if anything's bothering you, um, you don't have to be worried and I won't ever be upset or punish you. I'd like to lodge a formal complaint to whoever is running this game. I can't quite pin it, but since I'm in it, I'd like to request some fair play. I developed some photos after your wedding. I thought it'd be good to begin the forgetting, cause you're a mess, but you're her mess now. Would you call it deja vu if you knew that you were looking at somebody else's future through a lens cap? Yeah, the feeling of like, oh, this situation keeps repeating itself and I keep being in it. Why? It goes back to that like, we can empower ourselves to do different things theme. <laughs> things happen to us and we can make things happen. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah. Things happen to us and we can also, yes, I like that. You have some good little nuggets. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a song, but before I do, I wanted to... Um, bring it back to new beginnings real quick and I have a couple test a couple more testimonials that I wanted to share yeah so this is from anonymously from somebody I felt like such a prisoner to myself in this whole process for so long but I don't know what I would have done without you guys to help the connections you have helped me create has truly saved my life and something that has helped me so much is that you have never seen me as a victim but as a survivor mm. and that has helped push me and keep me going forward for myself and my kids so i love i just love that language like first of all i want to say you know thank a huge thank you to um everyone who's supporting the show tonight you can tip live or you can tip after the fact, you can even tip on the podcast episode. All you have to do is comment which episode or night you're tipping for and the funds will go to the right place. And so when you do that, you are helping to save someone's life. Like this program does amazing work. The other thing I love about this quote is the language of, you know, looking at people as survivors and not victims. And that mm -hmm. kind of goes along with that little nugget that you just said. You know, we have things happen to us and we can also make things happen. And I always try to like see people for what they, what they can, like when people are struggling or, you know, I try to see them for what they can be and like the potential they have within them and not based on the situation that they currently find themselves unhappily in. And I think that that is just so powerful. Really like thinking about that just in, in terms of um, my work as a counselor, it's like um, when people are empowered with um, a lot of the times information, but also just awareness of, um, more angles of the situation than just the narrative that they've been told or that they've believed for such a long time. It's, it's life-changing. Everyone, everyone wants to know who's that someone, someone that makes them whole, but I think it's funny to think of yourself as a bro. You can spend your whole life picking up the pieces and straightening out edges. Make sure no steps are missing, but isn't there more than one perfect picture with flat, straight borders? <laughs> 
talk about that word grooming? Basically, when an abuser will use manipulative behaviors um, to gain access to a victim, um, kind of coerce them to agree to the abuse, and it helps reduce the risk of them being caught. So um, maybe they're giving the kids lots of attention, giving them presents and other ways to make them feel like they have a caring relationship. Abusers might also desensitize that child to touch. So maybe they start off hugging them or tickling them or wrestling with them. And eventually that can grow and escalate into sexual contact. And there's like a lot of shame too. And if kids don't really know what's going on or the perpetrator tries to normalize behavior, especially if they've been grooming them over time. That word shame hits me hard. How do we kind of reaffirm for someone like you don't need to be ashamed for this. This is something that happened to you. It's not who you are. Um, and kind of help them reclaim, I guess, their power. You know, it's just hard to deal with as a very traumatic um, experience. And on top of that, our society can have some victim blaming attitudes. So survivors may just not feel comfortable going to the police. They may have, um, they may be afraid, like maybe, oh, I was drinking or I dressed this way. No one's going to believe me. They're going to say that I was asking for it. Um, I also think too, people just don't know about resources that are available to them, um, especially kids, if they don't know how to talk about it or how to get that help, they just kind of internalize all of their feelings and keep it to themselves. So I think as a culture, we can kind of, you know, be more open about sexual violence and even domestic violence and talk about, you know, the red flags, talk about abuse and also let kids know what healthy relationships are and what a healthy sexual relationship is and just give them the knowledge and kind of address those victim blaming attitudes. This question came in, can Sarah address how, um, how an adult who is in an abusive relationship but is afraid to say anything, how do they escape it? Yeah, um, I think it kind of depends on the situation. Um, I, the biggest thing, if they want to find support, they can always call their local crisis center and safety plan with an advocate. And safety planning is just kind of brainstorming ways for them to safely exit, um, which can be a variety of different ways. Maybe if they're afraid that their partner might, um, if they're physically violent, maybe they can avoid those triggers. So I'm trying to think, let's say their partner is usually gone at certain times. Maybe that's a safe time for them to call an advocate uh, safety plan. Um, I think it's important too. having a support system is the biggest thing. Um, your support system will help not only you exit a relationship, but they're going to be there after with you and um, kind of eliminate some of the isolation that survivors may feel when they're in a domestic violence situation. You are doing incredible work to help people who are in the healing process of all of this, but you're also saying, okay, what is it systemically going on here that is causing this to be such a big issue for people and how can we start from the bottom up to really um, change it over time which is is hard long work but uh, I really I'm really grateful for for you for doing that so thank you for all the work that you're doing in this community yeah thank you I know I hear a lot of people in social services just say you know I want to do my work so well I don't have a job anymore so I think that's kind of the goal of New Beginnings. We want to prevent abuse, obviously, and we don't want anyone to ever experience it. You know, no one deserves to be being raped, and we just want to be support for them and to you know, provide them with the tools to stop it. Thank you for doing that work. Yeah, thank you. Throughout the remainder of the show, and even after the fact, even after this live stream is over, you can tip forever 
And as long as you just tell me in the comments that you're tipping for this show, then I will be sure to allocate the funds appropriately to the folks who are joining me tonight. So um, thank you again for all of your support. And I guess you're not the only one affected Cause you've been taking space up in my dreams It's a sign of how connected I felt when we were reckless With the distance, the Atlantic, you and me and long distance never was a friend to me not for lack of love or just because you were always overseas well the reasons when and came and the distance stayed the same but i wouldn't say there was anyone to blame so how's the weather in london are your brothers all grown up? Is your dad still mad at your political views? Is your mom still the one who's full of love? Are you still shut up inside? Or did she break down those walls? Well, I asked about the weather, but I don't care about that at all. I just love those lyrics so much. Oh, that was such a ah, theme of that relationship, I feel like, was a lot of like, um, and I feel like also just like a theme of like me wanting to like talk about the thing rather than like talk around the thing more and more as um, I've gotten older. So many of my really, really good relationships, like, I feel like we can just talk about the thing when we're talking. I want to talk to you about what makes you come alive. What yes. are you passionate about? Yes. Like, what what are your beliefs? Like, what drives you to get up every day? Like, that's what I want to talk about, you know? But it's Same. like, you can't lead with that. <laughs> right, 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 right. You got to, like, smooth into it. You got to be like, oh, man, the foliage is falling. Just kind of like, um, I don't know, maybe, like, you had a recent breakup or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> have, you ever felt for, have you ever felt like you were falling? Because those leaves are not <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So funny. <laughs> so that's from your EP, Little Stars. That and is. what is kind of, is there like a an overarching theme of that album? It's, it's a breakup album for sure. Um, I always kind of wanted to do something to find like musical resolve from that relationship. Even when I met my now husband, he was getting into producing and I was like, I really want to write an album about this or and record one, and then we eventually did it. You produced your breakup album with your now person. I love that. Yeah. So sassy of you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like half sass, and also like thank God, like my husband has the emotional um, like intelligence and like wellness that he does to be able to like <laughs> hold space for me. Just like here are my emotions. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. You have made the decision to like follow this creative passion of yours. We all have challenges in this field. And so like, what are those challenges? How are you overcoming them? And then part two, anyone who's watching, who's like, I have some passions deep within me that I want to step out and follow, but I'm 
nervous. I'm not sure if I should, like, what would your encouragement be to them? Yeah, I think the challenges um, of kind of artistry for me have a lot of the times gotten to where the logistics intersect with the creativity. I had a really, really great friend one time. um, She, this is when I was in theater. She explained it like we were sitting at a round table and she just cups her hands and she goes, this is acting and this is theater. And (laughs) I, that blew my mind open about what was happening because it's really just labeling the experience of like creating a song or you know, being in Logic and uh, Logic is a way to record songs or engineer or produce songs. Um, and the technical stuff. Yeah, the actual making of the thing is the is the music, right? And then there's the music industry. Yeah. Um, and I think it's um, the challenges for me are often about. Where, what am I doing this for? And who, who am I doing this for? And finding that thing for me is always kind of something that's been a challenge for me. So that's, that's that side of things. And then as far as people who are um, maybe wondering where to start with something like that, I think if you're looking for that, like to maybe you want to start guitar or singing, um, we were all bad at it and we all had to be bad at it to start. Like, and I think, um, it takes some time and being gentle with yourself. If you can get through that rocky period and kind of laugh at yourself, it's, it's vulnerability. And then also kind of just jumping in. We're going to close out the show with one more song each. And yeah, this has just been a great night. So Danielle, thanks for being here. Oh my God, thanks for inviting me. This has been wonderful. Yeah, you actually gave me a great segue into the last song I'm going to play because this is a song that I released. This is the song Starlight that I released when you released your EP. I made it myself. I'm always diving deeper into that technical stuff, but I totally agree with you. It's like that challenge between, I'm like, I just want to write songs. When my light is dimmed and fading, Speak to my heart, reminding me that even a little bit of glitter can be enough to light up the whole sky. Cause we feel so small but like what if what if the whole sky was one star like what if you were like let's go stargazing and it was like there it is the star (laughs) yeah like like we we need each other and it's like yes we're all different and we always think like oh they're shining brighter than me or like you know what I mean like but we all it, it takes all of us to be embracing our greatest light to light up the sky Wanna say the words, but I don't really have nothing to say. Mm-hmm. I 
can tell that something hurts But I couldn't tell you what I'm afraid I mm. could use somebody to blame Maybe it would make sense that way Like a moth goes to the flame Maybe it's just part of my nature So I'll tell them that nothing's wrong And they're all gonna play along Cause in the Garden of Eden Nobody sad for long I love that! I'm so glad you played a new one! Thanks! You've got some like great lyrical stuff going on in your songs. Ah, thanks. You do too. That feels so good coming from you because your lyrics are just incredible. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. (laughs) And the melody is captivating. Thank you. Like it's so catchy. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm very glad you played a new one. I love it. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm like so excited to be a part of this, like for the musical aspect, of course, but also supporting something as important as New Beginnings. Like I just think that what this is, is so amazing and important. And um, yeah, thanks for inviting me to it. And I so appreciate you being here and sharing your music. Thank you so much. And thank you for everyone who tuned in. Have a great night. Have a great night.